Hey, thanks so much for joining us at our Red Rocks Church podcast. If you're new here, we're just a bunch of broken, messed up, imperfect people pursuing a perfect God. We hope that this message encourages your heart, builds your faith so that you can say yes to all of the plans and the purposes of God for your life. Enjoy this message. say hi to everybody and then I'll tell you what's going on hey if you're if you're joining us whether you're in a building you're online you're on a hike a bike a run an, in an office in a car in, at a building in, Den, in one of the Denver locations or Texas or Brussels or my gosh God behind bars men and women we love you so much no matter where you're watching this from I want you to know that in this place you're going to be loved and welcomed and valued and accepted We've already been praying for you, so welcome home. Welcome to Red Rocks Church. And, and if you're one of, the, one of the ones that's, truth be told, like every single one of us, and you're like, I'm a little jacked up. I'm a little messed up. This place might not want me around if they knew just how messed up I am. Trust me, you are in the perfect spot. We're all messed up. We're all imperfect people pursuing a perfect God. So welcome in, welcome home. And I hope you feel loved today. If you're in a building, you can have a seat. And I just kind of want to keep grooving with these guys. I don't want to stop, but you probably stood because I don't know how long I'm going to talk today. So, hey, can we give it up for the band at all, at all the buildings right now? So um, if this is your church, you know this, but um, I, I had promised our board I would take off the month of July for preaching, and so I actually wasn't supposed to preach for another week or so, and the problem is, is I've been off for a little bit, and then this happened, and so because of this, I'm about to have a surgery and be off for a little bit more, and so I was like, well, I can't do that. I, I, I miss you guys too much, and so they're like, well, wear a sling and go do your thing. And so here I am. So, so basically, you, you guys will probably remember, but uh, several messages ago, I was telling you about me and my son taking uh, some jujitsu classes and how my elbow's been hurting for a long time. And um, I, I think what has probably happened is, is what we found out is the, 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 somehow the bicep has been sort of, sort of slowly tearing uh, from the elbow. And a couple days ago, I was in the gym, and it was back in buys day, and I was doing some curls, and I was like... I can't lift this arm all the way up. Like something is really wrong. And, 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 and I'm 10 times the man Ronnie is. So this shouldn't be happening. And, 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 and so anyways, I stopped working out. Well, my small group got together that night. Keep in mind, my small group is a group of men, a, a group of type A, conquer the world, take the mountain. They, we call ourselves Fight Club. I mean, this is a man's small group. And we went out on Chatfield and we were wake surfing and I was trying to get up and I was about to fall. But again, I'm in a small group called Fight Club. So I'm not letting go of that rope until I get up. And my left arm was out straight and I held on too long and the boat pulled and it snapped the bicep right off of my elbow. I mean, I'm telling you guys, I heard a I mean, it was a pop, and I was like, oh my gosh, something bad's happened. They're like, you want to go get them? I'm like, I'm good, I'm good, pull me in. 
And uh, so I'm having a surgery here in a couple days, and so I will be out for a few weeks. So I thought, man, I, I gotta come hang out with you today um, because I just love you guys so much. I love this church. I love what we get to be a part of. And, and truth be told, um, that's kind of what I wanna talk to you about today. Today is going to be the opposite of polished, all right? Um, today is not going to be, um, it's, gonna be it's gonna feel a little sloppy. And so, so what I have prayed is that God, what you've put on my heart for who I believe we are called to be as the church, would, would you get that to the hearts of every single person tuning into this message today? So would you pray for, for this gathering real quick that God would do something supernatural? God, I thank you that you're with us. Whether we're at a home, outside, we got earbuds in, we're watching a screen, we're watching a TV, we're watching a phone, we're in a building, we're alone, we're with family, we're with friends. No matter what is going on, no matter where we are hearing or watching this from, would you speak to every single one of us today? Would you remind us how valuable we are today? Would you remind us how needed and necessary and called we are today, how worthy we are to walk in that calling and the potential that you have put inside every single one of us to literally start changing the world around us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You feel good? You like who you're sitting next to? Nah-ish. So... I think being a part of the local church is one of the greatest honors in the world. And what I have, what I've been thinking about a lot lately is how I think, I think COVID has warped our view a little bit because a lot of us, all of us who went to, who, who experienced any sort of church in the height of COVID, we experienced church like this, didn't we? And, and uh, this is, oh, Carson, this is your computer. Thanks for letting me use it. <laughs> this is how we went to church, right? I mean, we lost all buildings for, for, for a long time, right? And so this was church. And uh, by the way, this is actually from my patio. Um, you know when your wife brings like some cheap patio furniture home one day and, and, and puts pink pillows on it and... And it's not really that comfortable, but you think, eh, who sits out there anyways? And then four years goes by and you realize you sit out there every single morning and they still have pink pillows. That's, that's my scenario. This is literally where I sit almost every single morning to have my quiet time. Um, and this is right where I put my feet, which is why this really cheap table's bowing right here. Um, I mean, this is literally, this is my thing, okay? And... Uh, our dog usually lays right around there and snorts like crazy, and this is my spot. And uh, all during COVID, like, this was church for me. Because, you know, if you come to Red Rocks, you know, like, from the jump, we never wanted to be a church built on one personality. And so I don't do all the preaching here. I've never wanted to, to take what God has done through this church body and use it to make me somehow famous. I've never wanted that. So, so we rotate men and women of God through preaching. And I've always thought that that's better for us, that we, we are benefited by different perspectives of men and women who love God. And, and, and all I care about when people get on this stage is I'm not worried about speaking gifts and talents and, 
and, and wow factor. What I care about is people who have such a heart for Jesus that it's contagious. That's what I care about. So, so oftentimes, I, I say that to say oftentimes I'm not preaching. And so this is how I go to church too, just like you, right? And now, um, now, now, now we're starting to get some buildings, some, some action going on in the buildings, and, and I'm very grateful, and, and I am going to challenge you today, if you're within driving distance of any of our buildings in Denver, Austin, Brussels, um, to, to go, but, but understand this, we are talking right now, we are, we are having a gathering of men and women of God uh, that is probably going to be about 100,000 people this month in over 100 to 150 countries around the world. So what I know is, is that there are very unique situations. There are illnesses. There are, there are, there are uh, tragic things. There are, there are family dynamics. There are travel plans. I realize everybody's got situations. So take from this today what God wants to speak to you about. And don't get wound up about what you go, well, this just doesn't apply to me. All right, deal? Can we, can we, can we be all right with that? All right, so, so, so we've all spent a whole lot of time Hopefully yours is nicer than this, but we've spent a lot of time, and this is church. It's kind of like a movie, isn't it? Um, and in fact, last night I was thinking, it's kind of like, like watching Ted Lasso. Now, I personally wouldn't, because I've heard there's profanity in it, but Doug's been telling me all about it. And um, he says, you watch it, and you just kind of feel good. And if we're not careful... That's what church turns into for us because we've gotten so used to watching church like this that it's something that we just watch and it just kind of feels good. Did church, right? Now, John Clark, you promised me this wouldn't happen and it just came off. So I got one arm. Thanks a lot, bro. I'm going to tuck it back here and see what happens. So, so, so now, John Clark. Bro, for real. John Clark, I'm going to need some help. I told you today might be a little sloppy. That's all right, John. Hey, you'll land on your feet at your next job. You know what I mean? John Clark. I love you, John Clark. So, so a bunch of us now have started coming back to the buildings. And, 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 we, and we, we go to church in one of these and it used to be packed. Now there's a little bit more room. But if we're not careful, we kind of got this COVID church is like a movie hangover thing. And we still can come to the buildings. And it's not that different than going to a movie. I'm going to go. And the thoughts on my mind are hope parking's not a mess. Hope I get a good seat. Hope I like what I see. Hope it entertains me. Hope it makes me feel good. You know what I mean? And, and when they sing some songs, I might, I might not. I'll see how I feel. Oh, that's good, though. I'm going to give one hand up for that. Oh, that's a good one. You know what? That felt good. And we check it off and we go, did church. And we go home. Now, here's what was really starting to, starting to mess with me a couple weeks ago because I've been on this little sabbatical. I, 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 I've been doing this. Okay, so this is church. And at the same time, John Clark, you know this mic thing wasn't your fault. I mess it up every time I sit down. So, so here's, what, here's what I was doing. 
why would I want to go back to a building? Because this isn't the most comfortable thing in the world, but it's better than those. And I can do this on my time. And I can be in my fat pants. Right? And like, and my feet are propped up. And I'm so comfy. And this is so convenient. Why, why would I want something different? This is amazing. And all of a sudden it hit me. Why would I want something different than this or just even that taking in a movie? It's because I forgot. And I think we're all tempted to, and I think COVID's made it easier. We forgot that church is not a movie. Church is a movement. And we don't watch church. We are the church. And I can't be the church when I'm too comfortable. I can't be the church with my feet propped up if that's all I do. If all I do is sit in one of these and check off a box that I did church, and then I decide if I liked it or not, I can't be the church. See, COVID's almost given us a pre-Jesus view of church. See, before Jesus died on the cross, church was a destination, right? Like way back to like Moses building the tabernacle in the wilderness. It was the first set up, tear down church. And, and it was supposed to, that's where the presence of God was. And so they would set it up and that's where service would be. And here's what everybody knew. I'm over here and church and the presence of God is over there. And I can watch it. I can view it. I can look at it. If my Wi-Fi is good enough, I can check it out online. But I'm here and church is there. Right? And then, and then fast forward, Solomon builds the temple. And, and now we've got a permanent structure, but it's the church. And in the temple, there was this inner room called the Holy of Holies. And theologians believe that it was separated by this curtain that could have been somewhere around 60 feet high and several inches thick. And the Ark of the Covenant was in the Holy of Holies. And that's where the presence of God was. And only one guy, the high priest, could go into that room one time a year. But again, everybody knew church is over there. I'm over here. The presence of God is over there. I can see it. I can watch it. I can even attend parts of it. I can't peek all the way behind the curtain, but I could go to it. And if my Wi-Fi is good enough, I'll watch it on my phone or listen to it. I'll download the podcast, but I'm here and church is there. That's the temple. That's church. But see, when Jesus died, and you read this for yourself, the Bible says that, that God did something so incredible. Not only did he die to pay the price for our sins so that today every single one of us can, can ask him to be forgiven and can put our faith in him and be forgiven and renewed and redeemed and restored and changed and have his spirit and get heaven forever. But, but, but he did this very symbolic act. The Bible says from the top to the bottom, as if God himself reached down and went like this, the veil leading to the Holy of Holies and the temple ripped in half. And God said, no more is a building where my presence is at. No more is that the church. From now on, you get my presence. You put your faith in my son. My spirit lives in you. You get my presence. You don't watch church now. You are church now. Go ahead and put that first verse up. Paul says, guys, don't get it twisted. Don't you know that it's different now? It's not what it used to be. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Church is not a movie. It's a movement, and it doesn't work unless every single one of us plays our part. Put that phrase up. Red Rocks Church, understand this. The church is not here for us. We are the church, and we're here for the world. That's why this doesn't work forever. 
because I can't be that if I'm too comfortable. I can't be that if I'm too convenient. Once I realize I am the church, I got to get uncomfortable. My posture has to change. Now I got to get involved. Now I play a part. Now I got to give. Now I got to serve. Now I got to be there. Now I got to reach somebody. Now I got to love somebody. Now I got to do something different because church is not something I'm going to. I am the church and I'm going to go change the world. That's our calling. We got to see it different. And I think COVID has messed with that a little bit. Watch what Jesus said to his friends when he first talked about building this, this project of his, his baby called the church. Him and his boys were having this conversation. And he's like, man, a lot of people are talking about a lot of things. And I know a lot of people think I'm this and a lot of people think I'm that. Who do you think I am? And they said, we know exactly who you are. You're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus looked at him and said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, this is the apostle Peter. He hadn't had his name changed yet to Peter. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. He's changing his name. That word Peter means rock. And on you, on this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of Hades or hell will not overcome it. Understand, feel Jesus's passion. He's coming to this world to sacrifice his life. For all of us, he knows what he's stepping into and he knows in his mind, but I know what I'm leaving him. I'm giving him my spirit and I'm building my church. They have my spirit. They are my church and we're going to together go change the world and the gates of hell can't stop it. It's a movement. It's not a movie. It's not an IP address. It's not a social media platform. It's not a building. It's not my preaching today. It's not the songs we sing. It's us. We are the church empowered by the Holy Spirit, and we're supposed to go change the world. And Jesus said, I'm giving you so much power that if you'll hop on this train, the gates of hell won't shut you down. A worldwide pandemic didn't stop the church. Over 4,000 people got saved just in this one little branch of the local church with no buildings. The church can't be stopped, but we've got to change the way we see it. It's not something we watch. It's who we are. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the very last thing he said before he leaves this earth, he says, I'm giving you my spirit. You are my church, and here's your mission. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So now go, you have my spirit, you are my church, now go. Because I'm not playing games, because it's not a joke, because heaven and hell are real, because eternity is real. So go and help people find me. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And I'll be with you every single step, everywhere, no matter how long you've got my spirit. You are my church. Heaven and hell are real. Eternity is real. Go get them, church. You're a movement. Go be a part of the movement. Do you see the difference between I sit here or I sit here and I consume something and I decide if I like it and I check it off a box and I move on? That's not church. That's a production. This, isn't, this is not a production. It's a movement. It's us with his spirit empowered as his church to go change the world. That's our calling. 
And so my challenge to you is the same as I've had to ask myself recently. Am I embracing who I've been called to be? Or am I looking for too much comfort and too much convenience and too much consumption? I'm not trying to talk you out of watching church online. Like I said, people are watching this service right now literally around the world. I want to challenge how you approach it. I want you to make it more than an IP address or a social media platform. I want, to, I, want, I want you to realize that you have a calling to be a part of it, and it's a movement, and it can't work fully without you, but your life doesn't work fully without it because it's who God created you to be, and I want you to start being a part of the movement, not watching a movie. We are the church. I want to encourage you to do four things, and I have 15 minutes, so we'll see how that goes. I, couldn't, I think we could talk about 20 different things, but I just made a list real quick yesterday of like, here's a few ways that we can all begin to ask ourselves, am I watching something or am, am I being something? I want, to, I want to ask you to start praying, praying in a way that you just haven't. I want to ask you to get out of these two seats when it comes to these gatherings, because we are the church. And what we say is like, we want to invite you to church. What we're really inviting you to is a service or a gathering that a bunch of us who are the church are a part of. But before you hit this seat and before you hit that seat, what if you hit your knees and said, God, use me today? That's different than going to a movie, isn't it? God, would you change me today through this service? Would you help me to be able to be a part of changing somebody else today through this service? Would you start to do some miracles in and through our lives, us, the people that make up Red Rocks Church, that we can make heaven more crowded on a level that we never dreamt possible? Would you open doors we could never open on our own? Will you help me be the church today? That's a different mentality than a movie. I've never prayed before I go to a movie, unless it's scary. One of my sons likes scary movies. They give me nightmares. Sometimes I pray. <laughs> you see the difference? It changes things. Go, go look up your favorite story in the Bible. When people pray, it changes things. When people pray, he parts oceans. He heals blind. He heals lepers. He raises the dead. He calms storms. He changes things. Victories take place when people pray. What if people that realize I am the church in 150 countries around the world got on our knees together before a weekend service and said, God, would you do a miracle? God, would you use me to be the church this week? Can you imagine if we could humble ourselves and pray what God would do through us, family? It's not, we're not playing games. Like, it's real. In 2014, God was doing something through this little sliver of his church called Red Rocks. And it was growing faster than we could put people in seats. And we were doing a bazillion services. And we were out of room. And we didn't have enough money to get another building. And pre-COVID, property was pretty expensive in Denver. Now it's crazy expensive, Right? We couldn't afford anything, and we didn't know what to do. And we're like, wow, this is a cool problem. But when you're the leader, it's your job to solve the problem. And we didn't know what to do. I think it was Scott Brugman. He said, let's just pray. So we asked the church to start praying. We got our entire staff to get together every single morning for a month before we all went off in our separate directions and went to work. And we just prayed. And the staff said, what are we praying for? And we're like, 
Let's just pray for miracles. So every day, our staff got together before we went to work and prayed for miracles. About a day or two after we finished a month-long prayer, we got a call. A guy called and he said, I am uh, I'm on the board of a church up here in Arvada. We've been here for, I don't even remember, 20, 30 years. We're debt-free. We don't need to sell anything. I'm like, okay. Congrats. <laughs> All we have is debt, so good for you. Um, he goes, no, 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 you don't understand. He said, we were in a board meeting last night, and we were praying. We said, God, we want to make a difference in this world. He said, we believe God told us last night that if Red Rocks Church had this piece of property, the more people would end up going to heaven. So would you like a church building? Do you need a church building? And we don't have a church in Arvada. You can't make this stuff up. God does things when we pray. Could you be reminded whether you watch church from here or here? I'm not watching it. I am it. And so because I am it, I'm going to support it in prayer before I ever show up to it. God, change me. God, use me to change somebody else today and do some miracles through our church family. This one's a little, I think I'm a little less, I won't get quite so fired up on this one, but it's important and it's especially important for the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of you that aren't in driving distance of one of our buildings. I want to talk about worship for a second, because if we're not careful, this is also how we worship now. Man, those guys are good. Have you seen that new song? Woo! Cool. And if that's you, I promise you, you're missing out on what God has for you. If you're in one of these, and you're just too tough and too cool and too sophisticated to let loose, I promise you, you're missing out on what God has for you. There is something that happens when we enter into his presence in worship where he just breathes life and passion and energy and joy into us. He, he, he puts exclamation points on these God-given emotions that he gave to us. There's something amazing that happens in worship. In fact, let me read a verse, and I, I, want, you to, I want you to just ask yourself, whether you are in a physical building or you watch online, does this passage describe your worship these days? Because I refuse to let COVID take away our worship. Does this, does this describe your worship experiences at home? Psalm 95, 1 and 2, come, let's shout praises to God. Raise the roof for the rock who saved us. Let's march into his presence, singing praises, lifting the rafters with our hymns. Can you feel the passion and the energy and the excitement and the joy in that worship experience? That's what I want to challenge you to, Red Rocks. If you're in one of these and you're in a building today watching this, look, I know, I know there's men's men that are like, uh-huh, yeah, right. I am too much of a man and I am too put together to be doing all this hokey pokey. And now let me just say this, men. There's not a manlier man than King David. Defeated Goliath. 
an unbelievable military leader, a man. God said he's a man after God's own heart, an unbelievable warrior, slays giants, but also got undignified and danced in worship before his God. I want to challenge you, church, to get a little undignified every now and then in worship because God will breathe life and energy and passion into you. And let me talk to all of you who are watching at home, and this is really who I wanted to challenge on this one. It takes a whole lot of intention to uncross your legs and get off of your couch or wherever you're watching at and actually enter into worship. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. His presence is just special when we're praising. It doesn't say he inhabits the presence of those who watch people praise. His presence isn't special because I watch somebody else worship. His presence is special when I enter into worship. And let's be honest, everybody at home right now, I know the game. Would you put that first picture up, please? This is my house during online church. We got worship in the background, two kids fighting. Look way over to the bottom right corner. You see that? That's my other son on his phone. I'm probably on my phone. Guaranteed Jill's the only one paying attention right there. If we're not careful, online church looks a lot like that. I have so many videos of my family during COVID where my boys are fighting and throwing and hitting each other with things, and I'm mocking things. And I mean, it's a circus. We got to get real intentional, right? But if we do, all of you watching from countries around the world or wherever you're at and you can't get to a building, it can be this. Go ahead and put that next picture up. That, that's what it can be. But it takes some intentionality. It takes you going, no, 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 no. I'm going to lead my house today. Kids, we are going to put the phones down. And when worship happens, we're not going to watch somebody else worship. We're going to get up in the living room and we're going to worship. What if you invited another family over? What if you started having some watch parties? There is so much excitement and energy and joy in corporate worship. I can't tell you how many people have come up to me over the last few months and been like, thank God we were able to get back into a building because worshiping with other people has changed our lives. It's just different, but it takes intentionality. And those of you who are not within driving distance of a building, man, I just want to challenge you. Don't watch worship. Worship is half of this gathering. Don't watch somebody else worship this week. Lead where you're at. Invite some people over. Start worshiping for real and start experiencing what God has for you in worship, all right? Church looks different. Doesn't mean our worship changes. Amen? Amen. Number three, show up on mission. This passage I'm about to read to you in Hebrews chapter 10, it's talking to people about not missing the gatherings. It's talking to church people. It says, don't miss the gatherings. That's what this is. This is the gathering. We are the church. This is the gathering. It says, don't miss the gatherings, but make sure when you're there that you're showing up on mission. It can't just be about you. COVID has put this consumption mentality into our minds. I sit at home. I just consume it. It's all about me and my liking or my disliking or what I got or didn't get or my favorite song or my favorite speaker or my whatever. And then I shut it and I did church and we consume it. We don't consume it. Church is not something to be consumed. 
We are the church, right? So it says, don't miss the gatherings, but when you show up to the gatherings, show up with a mission. Don't just show up aimlessly, and don't just show up hoping to consume. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider, listen to this, how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Here it is. Don't miss the meetings. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. When I show up, it's, it can't be, am I going to get easy parking in my seat and like this and like that and agree with that and dislike that and consume this and sit here and am I comfortable and isn't it? No, no, no. We are the church and we play a part. And after we pray, God, use me to change somebody else's life today. We show up, whether it's online or in person, on mission. Help me be a part of this gathering and change somebody else's life today. Help me spur somebody else to be closer to God. Help me love somebody else a part of this gathering. Help me encourage somebody else through this gathering today. I'm not showing up to consume, whether I'm here or here. I'm on mission because I am the church. Online, you might be going, man, I, I'm an online viewer only, and maybe it's for, maybe you're local, but there's some situations going on, or maybe you're not local and you're somewhere else. You go, that's going to be tough for me. I understand it's different, but it's very doable. You can send a link, watch it with somebody, watch it with somebody through technology. I know people who are in our God Behind Bars campuses who watch church over here and their family watches it over there and then they talk about the church service and pray for each other. We can do that with people all across the world. It doesn't matter what country you're watching this thing in. What if you went to the gathering, even though you do it virtually with a mission in mind, I'm going to share a link. I'm going to invite somebody over. I'm going to invite some people to my house. I'm going to bring some people to my patio. I'm going to get some other people involved, whether it's in my area or across the world. And then God knows every one of us knows how to use Zoom now, right? I'm going to get on a Zoom call with somebody and talk about church. And here's what I got. What'd you get, man? Challenge me. I'll challenge you. How can I pray for you? Here's how you can pray for me, man. Let me encourage you today before I pray for you. We can be the church even when on line is where we're going right now. But it just takes some intentionality. I'm not here to consume it. I'm here to be it, right? And if you're coming to a building, if you're within driving distance of a building and your circumstances will allow, can I please encourage you to get a little uncomfortable and come to one of the buildings with a purpose? I'm not here to consume today. I'm laser focused. I'm on mission today. I'm going to find somebody in this building who looks new. I'm going to find somebody in this building who looks like they're alone. I'm going to find somebody who might be hurting. I'm going to encourage somebody. I'm going to worship with my whole heart because my worship might encourage somebody today. I'm on mission. I'll look for somebody to pray with and connect with today. I am the church. I'm not here to consume. I'm here on a mission. When I was 25, not bad. When I was 25, I had just started interning at a church. I already had a college degree. I already made a whole bunch of life mistakes. Even sat down to take my own life one day at 24. Got saved, got highly involved in a church, started interning. Here I am, a guy with a college degree, and, and, and your, your salary for being an intern is $50 a week. I just felt called. And uh, one day I had just had it. 
You know how you have those days? You know, some days you feel like your faith is 10 feet tall and bulletproof. And some days you know how fragile you are. And I was having a bad day and I was getting in my head and it was spiraling down and the thoughts were like this. Who am I kidding? Like, I know nothing about the Bible. I know nothing about God. I'm brand new to church and not even sure I like it. Who am I kidding? Like, I can't live up to these standards. I can't be like all these people. I, I don't have what it takes. I kind of grew up with this negative thought of I'm just not worth all that much. That was kind of a, a thought that was always just kind of over me all my life growing up. And I was dealing with that. Like, I'm just, I'm not enough anyways. And what, what's God going to do with me? And who cares? And this is so stupid. And I'm so tired of trying to be good. And I don't have what it takes. And, and I went to an ATM to pull out some money. And this was a Thursday night church service, and I had already decided this is my last service. I hadn't told anybody yet. I'm going out after church. I'm getting hammered. I'm going to go find some seedy little bar, and I'm going to sit at the corner of the bar, and I'm going to smoke a pack of cigarettes, and I'm just going to be me again. And I'm getting a plane ticket next week, and I'm going back to L.A., and I'm going back to my life because this sucks, and I can't do it. I was in the lobby and a guy came up to me. We'll call him Brian. That's not his name, but why not? He said, hey, man, you okay? Like, something just looks a little off. I was like, no, nah, I'm good, bro. Brother. He's like, nah, man, what's up? Something's going on. He was about my age. Really cool guy. I said, you know what? I'll just level with you, man. I'm done. I've tried. I moved across the country to do this. Like, I gave up everything. I quit on my dreams. I quit on my job. I quit on everything just to come here and try to be a Christian. And now I'm working for 50 bucks a week. I got a college degree. I got a bunch of student loans. I'm not that good. I don't know much about this church stuff anyways. Like, who am I kidding? I'm done. I said, I'm going out right after this. And I'm moving back to L.A. next week. I'm done. He goes, bro, I have been there. He goes, in fact, I did what you're about to do. I walked away. And he goes, let me just tell you what's going to happen. You're going to go back to your old life. You're going to go party and do whatever you thought used to make you happy. And then you're going to do it for a while, and you're going to realize it's really, really empty because God's what you're missing out on, and you're going to be missing out on that purpose, and you're going to be missing out on that calling. You're going to, be, you're going to have this void in your heart that's never fulfilled, no matter how much money you get or success you get or what you do, and, and then you're going to fall apart again, and then you're going to come groveling back to God again, and he's going to welcome you back because he's a great father, but you're going to have lost a whole lot of time, wasted a whole lot of your life, lost a whole bunch of opportunities, and you're going to be right back where you started again, and he says, it's just not worth it. And I broke. It's like, you're right. And I stayed. I didn't know by staying I would meet my wife. I didn't know by staying I would become a pastor. I didn't know by staying I'd be a part of Red Rocks Church. Somebody came to church who was focused on more than just what he thought of the service 
He was actually aware that I might be here to help somebody else today. I might be here to support somebody else today. And that guy looks like he needs a friend. I'm going there because I am the church. And that's why I'm still here. It's not a movie. It's a movement. We don't watch it. We are it. I want you to get this. Last thing. Oh, you know what? Let me read this verse. I forgot I wanted to mention this. Proverbs eleven twenty five: The generous will prosper, and those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. It hit me as I was putting these notes together yesterday that God has worked it out to where when we actually live this way on mission, looking to spur somebody else on and love somebody else and encourage somebody else and minister to somebody else and refresh somebody else, that he actually turns around and takes care of all of our problems. I have found that I am way less depressed, way less anxiety-ridden, way less sad about what hasn't worked out in my life the way I wanted it to when I'm on mission. It's when we get so focused and all we do is consume church and everything in my life is about me and my feelings are about me and my anxiety and my poor me and my poor me, right? Get to focusing on the fight, on the mission. What's that saying? A dog in a fight doesn't know he has fleas? That's kind of how it works, isn't it? When I'm focused on the fight, on the mission, all my stuff gets a little blurry, and God begins to refresh me as I refresh somebody else. I love watching MMA fights. I mean, you see guys in the cage just going crazy and jumping and boom, boom, right? And as soon as the fight's over, whoa. You were jumping 30 seconds ago. Because in a fight, you're not too aware of your own injuries, are you? But when you're not in a fight, all you are is aware of everything that hurts and everything that doesn't feel good and everything that's not working in my poor life. But when I realize I got to do more than consume this thing, I am this thing and I'm, I'm a world changer and I'm called and I'm going to be about it and I'm in the fight and I'm focused. And Paul says, fight the good fight of faith. When I'm in this fight, God begins to refresh me and everything else starts to get a little bit better. You ever notice that? If you haven't, you will. I promise you. All right, last one is invite. John chapter four, you have to read this on your own because I'm too long. Um, this woman meets Jesus. She's a lot like a lot of us. She feels really unworthy and she feels really disgusting with her own life. God wouldn't want me. She don't even want to be around other people. She felt so bad about her life. I made too many mistakes. I got too much baggage. I'm not worthy. I can't be used. And she has this encounter with Jesus, and Jesus lets her know, no, 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 I love you the way you are. I welcome you. I value you. I accept you. I can change you. I got a plan for you. She goes back to the very same people she was scared to death to even be around, and she says, I don't have anything to preach about other than this. I've experienced Jesus. Would you come check out what I've experienced? And a whole town gets saved. And, and I started, you know, sometimes I think about that and I think about it in like the confines of like, like all of Denver got saved, but this was a little bitty town. I don't know how many people, but I'd be surprised if it was a hundred. But they all got saved because one person took a risk and invited. Whether you watch online or whether you go in person, 
Would you start remembering that you're not just consuming a movie, but this is a movement and I'm a part of it. And the way it works is that I invite people to experience what I've experienced. I get uncomfortable. I take risks. I sacrifice my pride. I go where I'm afraid to go. I talk to who I'm afraid to talk to because what I have can change their eternity. It's just worth it. And band, you can come on up and I'm going to finish with telling part of my family's testimony. And if you've been at this church for several years, you've heard part of this. Many of you haven't. And, and, and it's part of why I'm so passionate about what we get to be a part of this thing called the church that we make up. And so I just want to share it with you today as we close. My mom um, was a heroin addict and a teenager when, I, when, when she had me. And in fact, at one point, she put me on a stranger's porch in a car seat and went and tried to kill herself. And her success, was, her, her attempt was unsuccessful. And so now she's, she fast forwards, I think she's about 20, 21 years old. And she's a heroin addict with a baby who married her drug dealer who's having an affair with her drug dealer's best friend. When you want to talk about low self-esteem. You want to talk about feeling lost in this world and, and feeling like you have no purpose and no worth and no value. That was her. She's in a parking lot one day and a lady saw her and could just tell by her, just her body language, her eyes, like, you're not okay, are you? My mom to a stranger said, no, I'm not. I'm not okay. I'm real far from okay. Lady said, you probably wouldn't be interested. It's probably not your thing. But I go to this little church down the road. Would you be interested in coming with me? And this heroin addict who nobody would even think to invite to church said yes. And she experienced the presence of God for the first time in her life, and it changed her. She gave her life to God. Growing up, we were not a big, unified, Jesus-following family, but my mom always was after that moment. And she took me to church as much as she could, as whenever I could get out of it, I would, but there was a kids worker that told me about Jesus and heaven and hell and forgiveness of sins and the whole thing. I didn't really think much of it at the time, but I never forgot it. And at 24 years old, I sat down to take my own life. And right before I did it, I couldn't for one reason, not because I was afraid to die, I wanted to die. I couldn't get that thought of what if she was right? What if there is a heaven and a hell? I'm about to go to one of them. And because the truth was instilled in me as a little boy, even though I went way off the path as a young adult, the word did not return void. And I came back to that truth and I called someone who I knew worked at a church 
because I knew what would happen. They would take me to church, and I knew that's what I needed. And I went to a church service, and I sat in a building and felt real insecure and like nobody would want me here and I'm real worthless and I shouldn't be here, but I experienced the presence of God for the first time in my life and I gave my life to God. And fast forward several years, I met the woman of my dreams, became a pastor. We have three boys, Ethan, Austin, and Ashton, and all three of them have now on their own accord professed their faith for Jesus Christ and in this church family have went public with their faith through baptism. In fact, will you put that picture up? That right there is possible. Because somebody said, I don't just consume church. I am the church. And part of what I do is real inclusive. And I try and get other people to experience what I've experienced. And so because one lady invited a heroin addict to a church service, three generations of people are now going to heaven. I think God absolutely loves the fact that he chose to partner with us because of the purpose and the joy and the satisfaction we get to actually experience as his children, as we partner with him, with his spirit inside of us, realizing we are the church and I don't watch it. I am it. And let's go change the world, Red Rocks. Amen. God, I pray you change our view today. Whether we're in buildings or, or, or viewing this gathering through technology, I pray you challenge our view today. God, we want to be more than people who watch services. We want to be more than people who consume a product. We want to live outside of ourselves. The truth is who we dream of being. We dream of being world changers. We dream of making a difference. We dream of helping other people find you. It's, it's at our core what we want. God, give us the confidence today. Remind us we are loved. We are valued. We are welcomed. We are accepted. We are chosen. We are world changers. We don't watch church. We are the church, and we're going to change the world. And somebody said amen. Red Rocks Church at every location. Turn your phones off. Get out of your comfy chairs and let's enter into worshiping our God. I love you, church.